Council. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Girl, I must want you. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. We have on the line Trey Bryant. Trey Bryant, are you looking for a girl that's poisoned? That's what we want to know here this morning. No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't trust something in a smile, Never right? Never trust a big button to smile. Uh, Is that what your daddy taught you? Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know how we were keeping on the show today. <laughs> we're keeping it real, though. We keep it real. Hey, good thing mom's not listening at this point in time. So exactly, Never trust exactly. a big button to smile. That's the deal. Hey, did you know that, Don? You can... <laughs> I didn't know that, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> So, Trey Bryant, and welcome back. We got our weekly segment here on Mondays. Trey is um, uh, on the Capitol Hill. He's the chief of staff for State Senator Holly Thompson Raider, and he knows, got the front row seat of what's happening there in Jefferson City with all the chaos. Um, well, let's talk about that, Trey. You, you, were you a part of the filibuster that happened this past week? I was. I'm a proud filibuster survivor, I think is what I can call it. <laughs> So, how long did that sucker go down, and what was the deal? Give us some, give us some details. No, it was good. It was good. So it lasted from Monday night. It was a Monday night. Started at six o'clock. We went into session late. We were supposed to start session at four. Didn't start until six because of some uh, shenanigans that were going on. And then started at six. Then we were there until ten. So what is that? Twelve, sixteen, sixteen hours. We were there filibustering. It was a, it was a long night. So I got to know what. Were they reading books, manuscripts? Uh, what, what? What? What was the material of the filibuster? Your your guess is as good as mine, Don. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was we were all kinds of things. You name it. There was about I think like three different books that were read throughout the course of the uh. night. There was some different conversations that were being had. I could have told you the names of the books uh, during it because I was listening so intently to what was going on, but. Um, it slipped my mind now at this point. So they're just reading page after page after page of a book? That's that's what it goes. That's yeah. what it goes. You just have to fill up the content because, I mean, the way that the filibuster goes, it's not necessarily something that has to be content-wise productive or edifying. It's more the fact that they are trying to keep the floor, occupy the floor um, to prevent anything else from coming out. So using their power um, as a senator to hold the floor so other things can't get done. So it doesn't even have to be germane to the conversation? It can just be any book. Oh, yeah. Any book. Any any book. book. That's happened a lot over the years. They they will read from the strangest things (laughs) during a filibuster. Talk about a waste of our money. I mean, I thought it had to be germane. I thought it had to be Mm. at least something that was on topic. Nope, nope. They've been, they go for anything. There's, there's been books read about evolution to, I mean, biographies about not, not people that aren't even from our state. It's, it gets, um, nope, doesn't have to be related to, to what's going okay, on. Okay. Nope. Listen, I need you to find a senator. I'm going to get a copy of my book, Man Up, put yes. it in their hands. Have and them I'm going to have them read that. What a great idea. <laughs> hey, if you're going to read. <laughs> you learn something. Up. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever you read Man Up by Alex Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so they had the filibuster and, um, so how does it break? Like, how did it end? What ended up happening? Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure the, the exact process of what happened, but I mean, usually the way that it goes is usually the filibustering senator, some of, uh, some of the people that are related to them, that are in relation will go and have a conversation with, with, um, like Senate leadership, 
um, just to try to work something out, express to them why they're upset, um, and then try to get to get to the bottom of what the what the animosities are on the floor, why they're filibustering, and then try to figure out a way to get past it. So I would assume that something happened between the filibustering group and Senate leadership to come to the compromise and to work it out. Um, and then that happened, and then um, we were able to proceed as normal, like nothing happened, <laughs> like nothing happened, like no. <laughs> so. This is really all over the IP reform. You have the Freedom Caucus. They're saying they want they want something moved on the initial petition. And we've been talking about this. We had Tim Jones on last week. He said they've been working on it for like eight years. Elijah said that even Elijah Harv, the Elijah Har show, he was on two weeks ago. And he said that even while he was in, you know, the Speaker of the House, they were working on initiative petition form. So what what's the whole plan? I mean, we, you know, give us what that means and what they're what they're pushing for, Trey. Yeah, so initiative petition, for those who don't know, is basically a reform. Um, we want to reform statutes to currently, which currently says that in order to um, place a petition on the ballot that amends the Missouri Constitution, it has to be a majority vote. So it has to be 50 plus one, and that would be a ballot reform that's voted on by everyday Missourians when they go into the, the polls in November, right? And so currently, as it stands, you only need a 51% vote in order to make an amendment to the constitution um initiative petition reform would raise that standard um to to make it a little bit more difficult you would need a greater majority um than a 51 percent vote in order to change and amend missouri's constitution and Which so that's is, really what the push for initiative petition reform is and about. i mean it's a good thing because i mean we've we've heard how we've had what 120 some 127 maybe 130 different amendments to the missouri constitution and there's only what 27 to the U.S. Constitution, and so it's pretty easy for amendments to happen, and I get it. These, the Freedom Caucus, and I would even hope that even our other moderate conservatives, they want to make sure, make it harder for abortions to happen in our state. We, we've we made some progress on that. We Weren't we the first state, you know, to have legislation go? So, but now they're just fighting over it. For those of us looking from the outside in, Trey, it looks like what in the world are you guys doing in Jefferson City? And and we blame the chiefs of staffs. So um, that's you, my bro. Well, I guess I, I have to take full responsibility for that. And <laughs> I'm just my apologies to, to everyone in the state. Um, but no, but you're you're right about that. Like right now, it does it does appear um, to be some reindeer games from the outside um, looking in. And and I can't say that I blame the people that are, are looking on the outside in. Kind of just going back to what you were talking about um, about like the abortion. Um, reform and how there's some some people that are trying to get abortion um on the the initiative petition or sorry on the ballot in november which would be through the initiative petition process i mean that is one concern that people are having about the initiative petition the way it stands it's it's very easy um for somebody to to start this petition um and get that on the ballot in november and then that would be a vote left up to to people um in November, basically. And so one concern that a lot of people have, which you're talking about, is that outside groups, there'd be funding to people even out of state that are supporting these positions to try to get it on the ballot, um, which is definitely not the process that I believe that it was intended to be used for. Yeah, and we definitely don't want these outside groups doing it. I've shared before, my wife and I, uh, we were at Dollar General in Nixa once, and we saw this guy standing outside with his ballot in. I didn't recognize him. And he approached my wife when she came out of the store and was like, Hey, do you want to help support women's rights? And that's how they, that's how they try to language it. They use different language that definitely doesn't 
show what the bill is. I have in my hand here the proposed amendment revises Article One of the Constitution by adopting a one or a, a, a one new section to be known as Article One, Section Six. And they're just they they don't use language that talks about abortion. It's the right to reproductive freedom initiative, and it makes uh-huh. it sound very good because like don't you support women trey i mean don't you want to support women that's what they try to do and they're trying to slip this stuff in the power of priming the power of framing right there when you make somebody uh see things the way that you want to it's a lot easier to convince them of your way of thinking and you're right about that though it's a it's a scary tactic that's being used um to try to to manipulate people really but i mean thankfully i'm glad that we have um some informed citizens that are going to prevent this from happening and that starts right here with the political process of um, not only writing the, the, or electing the correct um, officials in the public office, but also taking um, initiative into your own hands to, to be wary and be cognizant of what is going on in our communities. That's cool. Hey, I want to take a just um, shift it a little bit here. We got about a minute and 20 seconds left and just kind of focus on you. So um, if some people, first of all, what made you want to be in public office? I mean, you're a young guy, 23 years old. You got a birthday coming up in two days, by the way, but. You know, what what was it for you that made you want to get involved to the point where you've given your life for this? You know, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't know if I can say I've given my life to it just yet. I've probably okay. given yeah. a little bit, a little bit of it, but there's definitely people have done um, greater Career things. Career path, I'll say, yeah. But, um, you know, that's a great question, though. I think that I would honestly have to say I've just seen the process. Um, I remember being in high school going through government classes, and I remember being able to see the elections play out in front of my eyes in, in 2016. And even before that, um, just watching the political system and how much of an effect it's had on people's lives. And I remember seeing, man, there's people here that make this process run that aren't always elected officials. There's people here that need to help these people that we represent um, get things done and get the job done. And I was, and I thought to myself, I want to be a part of that. I want to be someone that can help make change. Um, and I want to serve my country um, and serve my state in a way that is greater than just voting for every every year in November, voting twice a year. That's so awesome. Man, we're out of time, Trey. Um, next time I want to talk about if people want to come to to Jefferson City, how do they do that, what's the process, all that good stuff. So we'll talk about that next time. But thanks for joining thank us on the Capital City Update. Trey Bryant. Thank you, thank you. It was good seeing you. Good talk to you. Have a good weekend. Happy birthday. Thanks, thank you.